You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. Interstate Batteries has been a proud supporter of the Sportsman's Nation since day one. They offer just about every battery under the sun, from car and truck batteries to batteries for your trail cameras and rangefinders. Select retail locations even offer cell phone repair and cracked screen repair. Find a local retail location at interstatebatteries.com. Interstate Batteries, outrageously dependable. Welcome to the Missouri Woods and Water Podcast with your hosts, Nate Thomas, Andy Humfeld. How's it going? And Micah Winstead. Micah, see, that's how you do an intro. Whatever, dude. Micah messed up two times and then he quit, so now he's making me do it again. They were fine, you just... No, they weren't fine. You were getting picky. (laughs) (laughs) We have a cool show today, as you just heard. Andrew's back. Yep. He's been gone for a while. Um, we kind of going to do a mid-season recap. Micah and I are going to talk about our colossal failures to this point. Now, with a caveat, by the time everybody hears this show, hopefully you and I have changed our luck because we yeah. will have a week, basically. <laughs> so you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> that's about. That's about all I'm going to say. There's a chance. Well, I don't get to do any more bow hunting pretty much till after rifle season. Not that I think about it. Yeah, it's not illegal to use your bow during rifle. I understand that, but I'm not <laughs> going to – I'm not – I mean, if I get off early, I, I always take my bow and I always <laughs> hunt Friday night before the opener. I don't know if I'm going to get that chance or not. So Yeah. But by the time this show comes out – Opening day, we'll have already, opening weekend, we'll have passed. So, uh-huh. you never know. You and I could have gotten off the snide. But as it sits right now. What did you just say? Snide. Off the snide. What the heck is that? Please tell me you know what that means. I don't know what that means. You know what that means? Never heard of it. You played baseball. You should know what off the snide. Did I, Am I say that wrong? I, you have to be. Hey, let me Google that shit. Off the snide. Yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, bad streak, bad luck. I feel like you're making up words. I think he is. <laughs> what does off? What the hell was that? I don't know. I think that was Andy's Sports phone. Sports Center. To get off the snide means to break a scoreless, hitless, or winless streak. I win. Okay. Just never heard it before. I mean, just because Google has a definition <laughs> for yeah. it. Yeah. According to the Dixon Baseball Dictionary. I didn't play baseball at Dixon. The term snide. <laughs> Comes to baseball via gin rummy, and in turn comes from German Yiddish Schneider, one who cuts cloth. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm just saying. Seems like it's pretty legitimate to me. Sounds like a German word. <laughs> anyway, to um, make this thought 45 minutes long, by then maybe you and I have gotten off of our unlucky streak. I hope so. But Andy has uh, gotten it done. Yeah. Broke broke my unlucky streak this morning. Let's see, we're recording this on. November eighth, eighth. So for a few more minutes, it's the eighth. Yeah, no kidding. This is late. late. Um, so yeah, we're just gonna do a mid-season recap. Okay. We'll let uh, everybody hear our failures first, and then Andy can tell his uh, success story today. Cool. You want to start with your failures, or you want me to start with my failures? Well, let's start with doing our two um, sponsors. Sponsors for today's show. Okay. This episode's brought to you by Huntworth. Brought to you by. <laughs> Huntworth. Huntworth. What what'd you wear tonight or this morning whenever you were uh out there the, slaying it? I had the Huntworth Tarnin on, the new Tarnin pattern. But I, I don't know if I I'm, I'm really liking this one. Um so I had the heavyweight pants on, I think. Um was it the mid season pants or the heavyweight? Because I thought you got the heavyweight in the bibs. I think you're right. Yeah. So I had the I guess it'd be the mid season pants. And then I had uh 
I don't, I don't, I'll be honest with you, I don't know the proper names for like, right. But I had the, the pullover that has the hood and the mask. Yep. Hoodie. Their hoodie. The hoodie. It's legit. It, yeah. That hoodie's super comfortable. And I like it has a built in face mask. I mean, I didn't mm-hmm. think I would like it, but no, it's I pretty sweet. It. It's pretty solid. And then I had their mid season coat. I don't know. I always just like to have a coat on it too. Yeah. Um, and their gloves. Like their gloves are freaking awesome. Well, you know, Huntworth started as a glove company. Seriously? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's why they that. got so many. I mean, they got a ton of different options. options for yeah. Their, their glove options, like the weight, like the different weights, the different materials. Yeah. There's like the, the, the one to keep your hands dry. They're kind of like the neoprene type of, uh, I like those, but I, I like, you can feel. Yeah. Dexterity. Yeah. So, uh, no, I had the, the Huntworth Tarnin. Nice. I've been rocking that for, for the season. Yeah. Well, check them out. Huntworthgear.com. MWW15 <clears throat> to save yourself 15%. Also brought to you by Alps. <laughs> brought to you by. <laughs> Why are you doing that? I don't know. Uh, Alps Outdoors. Check them out. Check them out at alpsbrands.com. I mean, I think most people know what they do. Yeah. But they sell packs. Had my had my old supplies. old Alps back out today or this morning. I don't know. I just can't get away from the old trusty. Nice. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we're just gonna get into today's show. We're not gonna do a out. You know, this is the Missouri Woods. We're just gonna keep going. Okay. Pushing through. Let's go with it then. Do you want to start your failures? Nah, you can start with yours. Oh, why do I gotta? I, should we not consider them failures? Just, I don't know. You really fail. Yeah. Just, haven't. I, yeah. I, I've been really happy with my season. Learning opportunities. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't even know if we really talked about it on the show that much, but the fact that you turned into a big is, old bitch. Yeah, I was gonna say is the most depressing <laughs> realist. person realist from October through November. <laughs> we we love you very much, Nathan, but I can feel for it. real. You just become the biggest baby when things are not going your way. <laughs> I don't understand why being a realist is being a baby. You're just a Debbie Downer. It's being a realist. No, it's not. <laughs> it's you being a little bitch and complaining. <laughs> That's what's going on. Anywho. Continue. Well, let's start here. Okay. I mean, honestly, it's just this year so far. There's no deer here. <laughs> well, there isn't currently. This year's been a tale of like two different. Um, almost like two different little mini seasons in one. So your property turns into two different properties. It's really weird this year. It's, it's, it's a odd place because there's really like, there were three deer I was kind of after one of them really wasn't around very much at all during the summer. And he has totally disappeared since then. Two of them were around more. Um, the, the main one I would have loved to have killed. Um, I think I've talked about this in some shows a few weeks ago or, you know, even over a month ago at this point, he started daylighting early in the season, like September 20th. Now I don't remember the dates, but let's just say he daylighted and I'm talking like two hours before dark. Mm -hmm. He daylighted, let's say September 20th, 22nd, 24th. Well, my daughter happened to have volleyball games on those three days. So I hunted them the 21st, 23rd, and 25th. Never shows up those three days. <laughs> so it's like him and I never connected, I guess you'd call it. And Different schedules. When October kind of hit, he just ghosted. And the last picture I have of that deer is October 7th. And that was at like 1 in the morning. And that's it. So... After he leaves, this other deer kind of starts showing back up mm-hmm. as stuff. It's kind of weird. He wasn't there at the same time. Never no. there at the same time no. as the other one. And now that he left. And he wasn't there near as much during the summer. Yeah. Um, Kind of like, you know, mid-October, I'd say. And, I mean, it was kind of the same with him, although I've had two different nights that I've went and hunted him. And I was there with him on the property the same night i just picked the wrong stand kind of the downfall of the cutty link system yeah gets your gets because your hopes I, up because i get a photo emails. and i'm like damn it <laughs> you know like i think i even texted you one night i don't like cell cams anymore mm-hmm. <laughs> because you get that picture and you're like 
he's 80 yards away from me right now, and all I can sit here is and do is hope that he is an idiot and walks straight upwind or <laughs> downwind or whatever that is. And uh, one night I remember I was with my son, Chase, and he showed up, and there was a hope that he would drop down and come to where we were sitting. He didn't. And the other night, I believe you told me to go sit in the stand. I he always been. asked, what, what stand do I go to? Oh, no. 900 times. So I tell him, go sit in that stand. What does he do? Goes in the other one. Yeah. Goes sits in a different one. Well, in my defense, the text Where's message. Where's the deer show up at? The text message usually comes back about three hours after I send it. Sorry, I was busy. Uh, yeah, I'd go sit in this one, as I'm already in the other one. <laughs> <laughs> I think you even said, you walked the property line, didn't you? I did. I did. Yeah. <laughs> and because uh, that night, I totally entered a totally different way. I circled and came in from the north. And, I mean, technically worked because I didn't get busted. Yeah. But he showed up 80 yards away north of me. So, And anyway... <laughs> Um, that happened with that deer and, uh, now he's not been around for, and what's weird about the places this year. Now this is just trail cam footage I'm talking about right now, but I usually get dozens of pictures every morning and every evening. I have not gotten a photo except for one lone photo of a buck, smaller buck walking through this Mm. morning. In like five days now. And I'm going to just put this out there. You have also hunted how many days in a row? Uh, Not in a row. Okay, well, in the last two weeks, how many days have you hunted? Let me just tell you. Got a little log. A lot is what it is. Yeah, it's the rut. Can't kill him on the couch. Sure. (laughs) There's that. There's that. There's also you blowing that place up. With scent and all that other stuff, could have been driving some deer out. I'm just putting it out there. Yeah. Not saying it happened, but I. But you were hunting ten to fifteen acres of timber, and you were all over that son of a gun. Your son killed a deer in there, so you were tracing around doing that. You got to do it. I'm just putting it out there. Yeah, take but it. For you what act it like is. I walk in there like we're in no. Axe I'm not. Body I'm not saying you do it stupidly. I'm just saying I you're still scent control. I'm quiet. I'm the. Uh, but I'm just saying. I'm just putting that out there. Take it for what it is. We're going to have to quit recording podcasts late at night. <laughs> yeah. You two are cranky. I'm well, going to take, take it for what it is. I'm fine. I'm Which just is saying. hot garbage. This is the rut. <laughs> Go hunting. Okay, but if you're kicking does out. I'm not kicking does out. Have you got any does on your cameras? But that doesn't mean that I'm doing it. Doesn't mean you're not. Doesn't mean I am. Oh, okay. I for- Micah is the doe whisperer now. No, I'm definitely not. He knows all. Definitely not. I'm just saying that's a possible scenario that's happening. Andy, you've been gone for a while. Your job is to freaking play uh, devil's advocate. Devil's that no. You're, no, you're supposed to I'm be refereeing between us right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to let it unfold. See where it goes. Well, what are your thoughts on this? What are you, my what I suggested in this? What do you think? Hey, you know what I'm going to do? Is it a possible? I'm going to stay home all week. The week before rifle season. I'm just going to stay home this week. Is it a possibility? Sure. Do I think that's what it is? Probably not. Okay. And that's fine. I'm just, I mean, I'm just saying it's a small piece of property. You've been in there a lot. That's all I'm saying. I think right now. I've been in there no more than I've been in every year of the year. I'm guessing that there has been nobody back on the neighbor's. And I think right now the does are hiding. The does are in the thickest stuff you can get. And so they are probably going to places where no one's been. Uh, I think you'll find here in rifle season, you know, the Orange Army comes out and they'll, they'll get bumped around. And I think there's going to be a lot of stuff show back up. I hope so. That would be great. I hope you kill a big one. So what you're saying <laughs> is, Micah, I just want to hear you say it. The week before rifle season, these deer are rutting. You think I shouldn't hunt? No. I'm saying... No, you, no. I want to hear you say it. I'm not saying that. I want that. it to come out of your mouth. I'm saying you have another property that you could have went and spent a little time. Just saying maybe you should have tried a little differently. Well, uh, we'll give you this. 
and actually it's not even giving you this. Like you're right. Uh, this is where trail cams do screw you up because if you just go hunting to go hunting and you, you know, like I think somebody said they like just getting surprised on one of our recent shows, the boot hill. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Um, Oh, not, not yo, yo, uh, Kyle, but yo, yo, yeah. He likes being like just surprised that other property that you're talking about that I have access to hunt. Uh, we've had cameras out there all summer and all through up to now. And there's no bucks on there that are even, you know, if we're talking based on score, there's no bucks that are even 120 there. Like yeah. they're all young. So it does make you go, I'm not even going to go waste my time there. Cause I, I'm personally not after a deer in that age class right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I probably should be there. I should, should probably like just take a break and go, you know what? I'm going to go hunt out there today. Just see. And just see some stuff. You don't you don't get everything from a trail cam. Yeah. I will oh. say this. Yeah. I'll get into that later. I will say this. There's a deer out there that we nicknamed Hollywood, and he's a decent little tin. Like, he's the one that is close to that 120 range. He is all over that place. Hmm. I mean, just there. he owns that place, apparently. Yeah. So, hey, at least the chances of seeing a freaking shooter would go up. You know, I, we've seen one shooter. I've seen one shooter in the entire season I've had, and that was my son's eight that he that he killed. It sucks that you're in that zone that you kind of kill that old deer. No, yeah, what, evil Eddie. Named? Yeah, that's a cool deer right there, man. Yeah, he would have been, he'd have been cool one. No. So that's my season so far, and like I said, we're recording this November eighth. I took two days off from work this week. So I'm planning on hunting a lot. Do it <laughs> uh, this week, and you know, hoping. Honestly, I just I hope that deer he he ends up coming back. I don't know what reason he wouldn't have to be back there. Um, I mean, you could be right. I could have bumped him and not known it, and he's not going to have it anymore. But at this point, I got to keep going. I mean, yeah, got to keep playing my wind. You know, picking the right spot. Um, there's a there's one stand I haven't even hunted yet. Um, that's more of kind of like an observation stand. But one night I hunted that. What was that? Today Monday, Saturday I might have hunted that. An area where I could see where that stand is, and I would have had five deer within ten yards of me if I was in that stand. Yeah. Um, those are the five deer I've seen in like ten days. All in one night. I think where that stand is, there's a CRP field kind mm-hmm. of across from that. And I think this one, what I've been observing lately, like recently, <clears throat> I was talking to, to Pat, who he kind of listens to some other stuff and made sense. Right now, the does are going into the thickest stuff you can get. They're hiding. They, they don't, they're not ready for the rut. They're yeah. hiding from these bucks. They're you're checking them, you know. Um, so right now, that's where I think you're. I mean, on your yeah. scenario, everything's kind of laid up and and the thick stuff. As soon as those does start getting ready, I think they're gonna. I mean, they'll be back. I, I'm hoping it means something good because they flushed out of this area. So once they start getting pressured, once the does start running, where they're gonna go? Where they they're going? They leave where they're at. So they're yeah. gonna go someplace new. I find that funny that you said that because that night that I saw those deer, I watched a doe walk out into that CRP and then bed down in it. Mm -hmm. And she looked right at me the whole time. (laughs) Now, she was 80 yards away. Right. But, you know, I'm sitting there just, and that's all she did. She laid out in the sun and got in that CRP. Well, you see it in, like, standing beans a lot right now. Like, I can go drive around the properties that I hunt and where there were still beans in. (laughs) I think everything's kind of starting to come out now. But uh, nine ten o'clock in the morning, you'll see an ant, you know antlers just sticking out in the middle of the of the beans. And you're like, what in the heck? There's a buck out there. Look, the, a doe ran in the middle of that bean field and laid down to hide from him. Yeah. And that buck's sitting there wandering that bean field, trying to find that bedded doe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, so I think it's the same with that CRP field that they're going to use that as cover. Yeah, it's funny you say that. Uh, Friday, Friday, I was I was on Fifty Highway and I drove past. It was probably two 300 acre bean field huge and there was a good buck like right in the middle of it 
just standing there. Yeah. He had his eyes set on something, so mm. maybe there was a doe well, down there. The big deer right here above me that I killed last year, the morning when the the sun broke, he had a doe bedded down in the middle of a cut bean field. Yeah. Cut. I mean, it had been cut for weeks by then. See, he, he, he just had, had her down. pinned down. But I'm talking about down, these yeah. does are hiding from the bucks. Yeah. Funny story. This is a quick <laughs> funny. Like, so I was leaving my stand one day, and this has been about two years ago, I think. Yeah, because of the same fields of beans. But anyway, I was walking out, and I see this rack in the middle of the field, same thing. Well, I sit there and watch for a little bit. Well, this doe gets up and runs and then just, like, jumps down beds down. Well, this buck kind of walks over to where it went, and he beds down. So it's on my way to the truck. Like, I'm walking back. I have to walk next to this field. Like, man, there's no way I can sneak up on this thing, right? I'm like, well, maybe there is. So I took my boots off. <laughs> I walked just in my socks for probably 200 yards. And I got within 30 yards of these deer. And this was a nice buck. But when he bedded down, I couldn't see his rack. I was just below the beans. I knew he was right there. Must have been a good year. Yeah. <laughs> good year <laughs> good for beans. beans. I drew. Like, it was close enough. Like, the doe busted. So I knew he was right there. I drew. And I was like, he won't move. Like, he would not move. So I just started, meh, meh, and just trying to get him to stand up. That deer came, went from completely bedded down to a dead sprint, no in between. <laughs> he knew we we both knew each other were there, and he wasn't going to move. He was trying to make his decision, yeah. like, right, "How am I going to get out of here?" I was I was this close to getting it done. Then if he would just stood up, but instead of ran, but that was a couple of years ago. But he was doing the same thing. That my theory is, is yeah. Eventually, they're going to come through that CRP. Um, well, and I hope so because I've had some some boring hunts the last couple hunts now let me ask you this question this particular property this is the longest that there have been uh crops in the field to the north of where i hunt i guess you'd at least call it do you think that has anything to do with it whatsoever i would have thought it would helped oh yeah that would have been now though the, the crops are beans I, mean, I don't know if you know for the listener that it's a it's a bean field do you do you think that has anything to do with like the travel pattern changing it up at all hurting? I would have thought it would have been a positive, but so I would have thought it would have been a positive, but crops was, definitely do change travel patterns of deer. Was, was it corn last year? No, it was beans last year too. Yeah. Did it do anything different last year? You, you know, remember? I really don't remember last year cuz I killed both my bucks off another place last year. So, I don't really recall last year. I mean, because deer, they're not grazers, you know. They they have a different palate during different seasons. Right. So maybe this is that time of year where they're not wanting beans. I don't know. I mean, I know they tend to like beans when they're green. Right. right. They like you them know, green, the and, then green they like, leaf. and then they like them late season, you know. Right. Which, yeah. It's just, I, I, oh. I thought that for a split second. I'm like, maybe, you know, maybe it, the does aren't here because the beans are still in. And I don't remember when they came out last year. I feel like it was earlier than this. I could be wrong. I don't know. But well, you know what? I I don't. I think I am right because I remember walking through a cut bean field last year. Uh, well, you know what? I no, I do remember walking through a. <laughs> no way! Wait, 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 I remember what? walking through a sprayer path last year. Yeah. Um, quite a bit because there were still beans in. So who knows? I, I was just a, a thought I had, and I'm like, man. Where are they at? Like, it's just so odd because, yeah, this property is small, but there's always deer there. Until, like, late season, January, or just, like, it gets cold out. Yeah, they don't There winter. won't be a deer on that place for three months, four yeah. months. Yeah, they definitely don't winter there. Yeah, that's for sure. But that's that's my uh, depressing story. There's my mid-season recap. Okay. Uh, Where to start? I've definitely hunted more this year than I have than I did last year. Blowing it out. No. Nope. You're blowing it out. I'm only in there for like an hour at time. You're blowing it out. <laughs> but uh going into the season I had three two definite shooters. One he needs another year, but if he walks by my stand, I'm probably gonna stick him. He might not get it. Yeah. <laughs> he might not get it. <clears throat> and but ever since, I think the last pictures I 
I just got one of them. He's a goofy eight, is what he, I call him. He's just he's an eight point, but he's just oh wait weird. You call him something? Yeah, goofy. Okay, get over it. Did he just nickname a deer? I, I think he did. Okay, fine. Say let's it. Not, let's not say dwell. you like to nickname nickname let's deer. Not dwell say on. you like to nickname deer. So say, I saw. I got a picture no, no, of him. I'm not letting day. this go. Oh, <laughs> oh my, my god, lord! Nickname deer. Yes. Okay, and then. So I saw him. I had a late picture of him. It was uh, middle of the night sort of thing. But the only, and I wouldn't even call it consistent, but the more often deer that shows up is that third one that really needs another year but won't get it if he comes by me. <laughs> but early, I had two, and I only had a few handful of pictures of him, but I had a monster. Monster. I mean, huge. Absolutely huge. Which I don't think you ever showed me. I definitely did. I definitely, you guys, we were doing a podcast and it was a late one and it was like midnight when I got the pictures and I, I was like, holy crap, guys, check this out. I don't remember that. I don't recall it. You either. were here. Everybody was here. And I'm pretty us. sure Pat was here. You held out on us. Whatever. Anyways, but I haven't seen him. I got a guy that hunts. Has he, has he shown you since? He needs to show you after we record. Yeah. He's like a. He's I don't a, know. He's a beast. What would you call? I mean, but I, it doesn't what would matter. I call this deer now, like size wise, like like inches. Yeah, been a little, but I, I'm guessing he's 170 plus. I'd say he could hit over 180. Yeah, Stud. that's a big deer, stud of deer. But it doesn't matter because I ain't seen him since late summer, early fall. And I got a buddy that hunts not too far from me. He had pictures of him too. Same deal. So he definitely he just he's hmm. somewhere else. He's possibly dead. You think? I don't think he's like dead. Somebody. There's a lot of hunters in that area. There are. There are a lot of hunters, but I think, I mean, for him to get that big, I'm pretty sure he just knows where to go. Because there's be. a lot of people that ho- have land there that don't hunt. So I'm pretty sure he go, can just. Turns into a backyard pet. Pretty much. But haven't seen him, so I, I'm not even thinking. I'm hoping maybe the rut will get him moving, something like that. But I've been hunting a handful of times, and like I was saying, that number three deer kind of the same deal with you every time i'm there he's not there the next day he shows up sort of thing i mean i've had him under my stand three or four different times and i just wasn't there yeah yeah and just luck of the draw but i mean i've been seeing every time i go out i haven't gotten skunked yet it usually it's i got a handful of does that live there and then uh, i got a few little you know four horns and six pointers <clears throat> that make their way through but and that's where Cell cams kind of suck sometimes. What? Yeah. Because in any other year, you wouldn't, like, you check your camera every six weeks or whatever, you know. Yeah. And you wouldn't remember that you weren't there that night. Right. Well, I mean, obviously you weren't there. Yeah. But you wouldn't have remembered that. Uh, you told you the story. T- yeah. <laughs> like, that you and Amy had a miscommunication and uh, who was going to take care of the kids. Right. And the night he showed up, you could have actually hunted. Yeah, I didn't. I found out too late that I could have hunted. <laughs> like you would. So I was like, you know, that. I was like, you know what? I'm not gonna go. I ain't gonna worry about it. It was yeah. like five thirty, five forty-five, and sure enough, and I was talking to the landowner. And I was like, you watch, something's gonna come up tonight. And sure enough, like forty-five, five forty-four. Yeah, five forty-four. <laughs> so I mean, even if I would have went hunting, I probably would have kicked him out anyways. But yeah, but see, like you, right don't, you would stand. never remember that. When you would have just checked a camera. Right. These cell cams this year, and remember, for our listener, this is the first year we've ever ran cell cams. Yeah. Uh, at least me and Micah. Andy, I don't know if you've had cell cams before. But I've had some. Uh, uh, like, usually I have, like, maybe, like, one. Right. And so it was just, I don't know. But that has been a little torturous. It like, is. you me getting a picture on another stand 20 minutes after a deer <laughs> was, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. What are you showing them? Nothing. No, I, I was checking my email to see if I had any pictures. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's Micah's say, phone. No, that's I, his. I had mine. Oh, you need uh, to show him that deer. Okay. I One thing I do, though, when I just my own sanity, I don't put my cameras by my stands. Which, I only have one camera in front of a stand. I take that back, too, now. I put them in I travel corridors yeah. heading towards my stand. I don't put them at my stand. I put them surrounding yeah my stand or i'll put them in a place like okay i think this is where holy crap i think this is where they're going right right 
He's a That's good deer. a big deer, isn't it? Sorry, listeners, you'll never see him. Yeah. <laughs> Unless well, I shoot him. That would be terrific if, if they if I shot, did. If I yeah. shot him, then you can see him. But, yeah. Uh, I I only had one in front of a stand, and then I moved another one in front of the, the other one. But, um, yeah, most of mine aren't in front of stands either. But um, That's one thing I think I need to do. I think I need to reposition my stands. Or, not my stands. Well, I need to do that. Because I'm not happy with the trees that they're in. I'm not helping you. Yeah, you are. <laughs> but I, I want to move my cameras a little bit just to see if... Cause, I mean, it's a big area. I mean, it's 30 and plus. And you should. It. Right. And so I'm sure their route, you know, their paths are changing. So I need to yeah. kind of just switch it up a little bit. <laughs> you should move your cameras from summer to fall places. I mean, that's just general practice. But I've been bad about it. I moved, them, I moved mine late. I kept one kept two of them where they're at just because those are main corridors and then i moved two three others to places um leading towards different things that i was seeing yeah so whether it's scrapes or whatever but yeah and then you're going up north to your normal yep. camp yeah, here doing, this weekend yeah definitely uh which i'll be honest i don't know why i'm going up there this year <laughs> we've had three monsters killed in the area that we that we hunt <laughs> i mean as far as cameras go we ain't getting much on cameras so three you know great deer have already been taken during bows from you know friends of ours and stuff so good that's awesome that they got them but it's like man i'm gonna go up there and not see nothing but you never know i mean it's <laughs> up north it's the rut yeah, yeah anything can move oh in. yeah you got a seven plus mile radius of stuff can move in right right but it was just like dang I was really hoping to see that guy or you yeah. know, something like that. But, yeah, so I'll go up there. Uh, I only get to hunt Saturday opening weekend. or I might be able to hunt Sunday morning, but I got to get back for my boy's birthday party. So that kind of ruins that evening hunt. Burn. Yeah, burn on you. You got to be there, too. <laughs> well, careful when you have kids, folks. I'm yeah. going gonna, gonna to kill one this weekend. <laughs> I didn't weekend, plan that one so. out very well. <laughs> but, hey, I'll take it when I can get it. <laughs> I don't know what that just meant, but we're going to move on since it's my sister. Anyways, <laughs> Andrew. Yeah. Let's talk about your season. You can you can talk about just more than today. But yeah, well, how you've obviously been super busy with harvest. Uh, how much have you been able to get out? Mm, I mean, here in the last probably, I'd say, two weeks, I've actually started to get out quite a bit, but... I can normally only hunt in the mornings just because in the afternoons, like Mike said, we're harvest or, you know, something else is going on with the family. Or, so, one, I'm not a morning person. I hate mornings. Yeah, you're really bad at them. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah. I got into the stand late this morning, guys. Yeah. Shocker. Late what time? 8.45. <laughs> not that bad, but, um, but yeah, I mean, so I've had to stick to morning hunts uh, for the most part. And, uh, oh, I don't know. I don't know if I've, you know, on the podcast I said anything, but I was getting kind of discouraged because the place I hunt, I normally have several good deer. Uh, I didn't have nothing on camera. Like, it was, like, bare bones. And what did I say? I don't know. I don't listen to you very much. That's a dickhead move. What did I say? I don't know. There's no way there's not Oh, right, yeah. So, I mean, I I don't know. I decided to go. I have one stand. I like that. I call my observation stand where I can see forever. It's not a very good bow stand because you can see it. Right. But the odds of them actually walking and, you know, close enough for you to shoot slim to none. Uh, so I was heading to that stand and I actually bumped up a couple of real nice ones uh, that are already on the standing beans that day. So that was kind of rejuvenating to see. Mm-hmm. And then... Oh, weather started changing. I want to say it was two weekends ago I went out, and uh, I was sitting there, and it was just dead quiet, like not even a bird was chirping. And uh, this is uh, the weekend, so I did, and it was wet, so we weren't, so I did get to hunt that afternoon. And uh, before daylight saving, so it was like five, no, yeah, it was like five o'clock. And I was, I think a text and I was like, man, there was nothing. Like, there's absolutely, it was quiet. And from 5 to 6.15, I'm talking, there was nothing. And it's like a light switch came on. All of a sudden, there's a buck standing in the corner. 
Okay, so I tried to rattle, see what you know, he wasn't having it. But here comes another buck out with him. I'm like, holy crap. Okay, there's two good bucks standing in the field now. They're 200 plus yards away. I've had very few pictures of these deer. I mean, I was getting one or two pictures of, of some deer and they'd never show back up. So I see these two over here and I'm watching them, watching them. And before long, I felt, you know, that, that feeling is something's watching you. Well, I turn around and here's this nice 10 point standing right behind me. I mean, he's about 50 yards behind me. But, uh, so I grab my bow and I try to make a play on him, but he starts walking away from me. So he was 60 yards quartered away. Can I, can I hit a target? Can I hit a target at 60? Sure. (laughs) Can I hit a deer at 60? Probably. Can I hear where I want it to? No. (laughs) So I decided that, you know, it was still early in the season to take a, a riskier shot like that. I'd, you know, take my chances. Uh, so he walks away, goes in the timber on the other side. I look over my shoulder and here comes another deer, another nice buck. Well, this one I draw, I mean, I'm, I was going to take this one 30 yards walking would not stop. He walked blue straight through my shooting line lane and just wouldn't stop. So I, I don't know. So it was in a matter of literally like 10 minutes, all of this happened and then quiet again. Like everything walked out of the field, and <laughs> that there was, was it. I was like, "What in the hell?" See Nathan, it just takes ten minutes. It just takes. I mean, just boom, done. Didn't hear him say, "Oh, the season's over." I've, I've <laughs> never once said that either. Not once. But, uh, You've never once said <laughs> the season's <laughs> over. The season. Go back and find it. Didn't happen. I believe the message was the season's slipping away. Uh, I might have said that. But uh, said that. Um. I don't know so, why I mean, you guys that was, gotta like blast me like that. It's not fair. <laughs> that was a couple I was the two weekends ago. And so uh Can you can you read that what what that says right there? <laughs> this season is over. <laughs> I was talking about I was talking about um the show I was watching. You're full of the crap. Season. Say you were wrong. No, where where do I sit? I don't see that. It's anyway between me and you. Just me and you? Yeah. But uh, so I've been going in yeah. the mornings. Um I kept bouncing deer, like literally right where I parked my truck to get into this property. And I mowed a trail, like with my skid steering mower, so I can get in quietly, get in you know, all this stuff. Yeah. They're on my damn trail. Like, <laughs> I was, like every time I was getting in there, there'd be something there. I'd just keep bumping. So finally, I just start parking someplace else. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, fine, I got to figure something out. But, I don't, by the way. Not to cut you off, Andy. I don't see that, Micah. All I see is our next episode title should be "F.U. Deer." You can S my D. <laughs> Scroll up a little more. <laughs> Good thing this is a family show. Yeah, that's why I, you know, I gave them the letters. But so I finally literally start parking, parking someplace else, and walking across like an open field because they're they're over in this draw that it, that I had mowed through, and yeah. So anyway, um. Let's see, I had an, another real nice buck walk out. So that day I seen all those four different bucks. I have cameras surrounding that field. Those deer walked every place that my cameras were not. Yep. Literally, they took they cut straight across the field in an angle. to. I mean, it's like they knew where they were to intentionally avoid them. And I was like, how did I not get any pictures of any four of those deer? Mm-hmm. And literally, they... I. I could see one camera from my stand, and where this deer walked was like, I don't know, 50, 50 yards down the fence line from it, and he never went all far enough that way. To get it. There's another camera, probably 50 around a corner, and he never went that way. So it was just one of those things. They were walking in the, just the right places not to me to get pictures from them. So, so anyway, I didn't Which have... Which is a good, I mean, that's good advice, like... Trail cams only they only tell you so much tell you a certain portion of the story. Yeah. So that's why I I into, after I seen that I was like, well, they're in the wrong spots. Yeah. So I moved them, and I can't say I'm getting any more pictures of the bigger bucks, but I'm getting more pictures of deer. So I think there's something to that. So let's see. This morning it takes me kind of this morning is I hunted again every morning Saturday, I hunted Sunday morning. Okay. Um, I took Monday off work to, uh, to harvest and, uh, beans are too wet in the morning to run anyway. So I go sit in the stand and, uh, 
I climb up there, and uh, Saturday morning I decided I want to hang a new stand just because it seems some good sign on a different part of the farm that I didn't have one in. So I took my little DeWalt chainsaw and cut, oh, I cleaned up one shooting lane a little more, cut two new shooting lanes just real quick, and uh, hung this stand and decided uh, I left it alone for a day for whatever reason, I don't know, but... And then uh, this morning, like, I'll go sit in that new one. You know, the wind's right for it. Should be a good, good stand. There's six scrapes probably. <laughs> Nate, you've seen how far? I mean, 30 yards from six this stand. Might, six might be a little light. <laughs> There's 627 scrapes within 100 <laughs> yards of that. <laughs> nice. And so, uh, you, I mean, obviously you knew stuff was coming through there. Right. And I have a stand probably 200 yards away, but the way the deer travel is just weird right in this section. And it's both these stands are on other different different sides of that thick like part I was talking before the does are hiding. Yeah, there's all kinds of does in and out of this this thick brush. Yeah. So this stand was just on the other side of the thick brush from the other one, and uh, so I I got there this morning, parked the truck, got out. Typical, I walk. I'm going to cut the corner of this little field. I look across the field. I can see a deer. And I can see it's a buck. Crap, man, it's still dark enough I can't really tell what it is. So he starts walking across the field towards, kind of towards the side I'm on. Well, I'm not in a good spot, so I back up, and I literally ran around this field to kind of cut him off where he was going. And I waited there probably 10 minutes just to see. He never came, so I, I mean, I slow walked all the way to my stand. And I stood at the bottom of my stand because I, I could still see that field edge. Well, I started to hook my bow up. I see a deer walk across the field, so I unhook my bow from from the string, the put you know yeah. the pull up string. So I unhook it. And I stand there for a while, and then I see him in the. I don't know how he walked behind this hedge tree, and the next thing I see is him on the exact like far side of the field, back where he came from. Oh, wow. So I have no idea how he got there. It's witchcraft, and I could I couldn't never really see his rack. I could tell he had a rack, but I couldn't see what it was. So. I knew there was a deer out there anyway, so I went ahead, climbed up the stand, got situated, couldn't see the deer, couldn't see anything. And that was still, of course, early, so I sat there, and nothing. I mean, just nothing was really moving. None of my cameras are going off. Normally in the mornings, my cameras, I get, you know, picture here or there. Nothing. Uh, I actually was kind of halfway contemplating getting down and going to some other stuff I needed to do, and... uh I think I texted Nate. I said, "Yeah, they're not moving this morning." And there's uh, something I said something to you. I don't know. I turned around and I see a deer in the middle of the field, and I'm like, "Oh shit, they're right here." Uh, so I watched for a little bit, and it was a buck and a doe out there, and uh, he was kind of rutted up, kind of swolled up a little bit. So I grabbed my rattle racks, my black black racks, I think is what they're called. Yeah. And I just kind of real lightly did it, just a little bit. And all of a sudden, I hear something, and here comes this, like, three-point flying in, like <laughs> a rocket. I mean, he was ready to fight Get something. Some. I don't know what he's doing. And he, like, walks a circle around my stand looking for this, you know, whatever it was. I'm like, get out of here. Like, I'm, you're not, you're messing me up. Well, I could still see the deer, uh, you know, a, a doe running back and forth out in the, the cornfield behind me. I could tell, okay, well, if she's still running, that means there's something still out there. Right. So this little guy kind of finally wanders far enough away, and I just tickle him just a little bit again, you know, just kind of make a little noise. Well, she starts walking to me, like to that timber line. And I'm like, okay, well, that works. If she's coming, whoever's out there will come. Well, about that time, I look over the other shoulder, and there's a second little buck that came and started kind of, these other two kind of started jacking around over beside me, which that makes it tough to actually move and see. Do anything. Right. It's like, well, crap. So I just, the doe's still heading my way. So I just stay still. And here comes this doe walking through. And she's walking literally right at me. And she ends up walking underneath my stand while I look back where she came from. And here comes a this pretty nice buck. And uh, I don't know. I guess I just have a policy. If it gets your blood pumping, it's big enough type deal. I mean, I don't, <laughs> I don't try to say, oh, you know, that's. Uh, I want to shoot it. That that's I'm uh, going to shoot it. Right. I don't say, ah, oh, it's not 150. I'm not shooting it. Right. If it gets my heartbeat going and that's, you know, I don't know. I just kind of how I feel about it. Um, 
and I feel like the, the score takes care of itself in that case. I don't know. So she comes under my stand. The other two bucks are still jacking around, kind of running in circles. Well, Jack offs. Here comes this, you know, the, this buck through, uh, through the, the fence row. And, uh, I can't just, I can't tell which side of my tree he's going to walk on. He's straight behind me. And so I actually had to turn all the way around and I'm facing the tree. Mm-hmm. Well, he starts walking this way. Well, I turn and my, uh, harness, harness. harness yeah. My harness rope. line is kind of wrapped around me at this time. So I actually, it's probably, I shouldn't say this, but I unhooked it, put it around my body and hooked it back up. Mm-hmm. Well, then he goes. Get back up! Don't lie. (laughs) Okay. Don't lie. Okay, I didn't. (laughs) I actually did. Forgot to hook it back up, but until afterwards. Um, But we've we've all been in that situation where you're like, "This damn thing's in my way." Yeah, and so I, I had the intentions of hooking it back up as soon as I figured out which side he was going on. Yeah. However, thanks. So he went over and like ran, like ran these deer, uh, these two small bucks, like ran them off. I was like, "Crap!" So I was facing the wrong way again. Well, the doe was on the opposite side of the tree as he was. I'm like, he's got to come back after her. Like, that's the only reason he's here. So I just stopped and I faced the doe. And sure enough, he walked all the way behind my tree. He almost winded me. If he would have pushed those smaller bucks a little farther, the small bucks had my wind. I don't know. They're just so focused on her. Stupid. Yeah. And so uh, he walked all the way back around my tree and down the same exact trail she went. At this time, she is standing five yards straight underneath me. Well, he starts breaking the second line of trees, walking to my stand. She's milling around, eating a little bit, not paying a bit of attention. The moment I start to draw, head snaps up. Uh-oh. I mean, she just snaps straight up, like, is staring at me. I'm like, oh, you got to be kidding me. Hello. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I just stand there frozen. I'm like, don't you do it. Don't you do it. She didn't. She did not blow. I thought she was going to blow. She just turned and ran. Well, he couldn't tell. Was she running for me? Was she running from the other bucks? Right. So he takes like three hard steps, like four, like real big steps, and just stops perfectly in my shooting lane. And so at this time I'm drawn. And mind you, this is a new stand, so I don't really have it all figured out. There's a branch about hip level. Mm-hmm. And I'm le- and this, this deer came out. He, he was at 11 yards. So he's straight down. I'm trying to lean over and like kind of push my hip against this branch. Well, I can't find it. Mind you, I unhooked myself. <laughs> so I'm like, crap, I, like, I can't lean over any farther. So I leaned down and I anchored, I mean, pretty good and, and let it go. And I actually, I did hit shoulder. And uh, from earlier podcasts, if people remember, I switched to those sever broadheads, which the severs look just like the rages, honestly, like the rage tripans. Yeah. But they're, I mean, they're definitely more solid steel because um, I squared that shoulder up and this arrow went through and through. I mean, I I went through both shoulders. Yeah. Um, well, I guess my exit technically exit, what, exit wasn't yeah. through his shoulder, but um, I went through that front shoulder. That's on, quite a bit of power to go through a shoulder and then through the body and then out the other side. Yeah. You know, with a mechanical broadhead. With a mechanical broadhead. And the cool thing about these severs and – in this situation, it doesn't really help too much. I guess probably a little. Once they the blades deploy, they kind of lock together and they pivot. Yeah. They work as a as a pivot. Yeah. So they can kind of deflect and slide a yeah, lot better. So they don't get right trapped up on the bone or something. Like yeah. That. So last year I did the same thing, and I shot him in the shoulder with a rage. Right? No, no, this was a fixed blade broadhead uh, last year oh. and. I was at 30 yards, shot in, shot him in the shoulder again. I have an issue with this apparently, and uh, never found. I don't know. I had four inches that went into the deer. Found That's the arrow, said. never found the deer. That's what she said. And as soon as I seen that I hit, <laughs> yeah, as soon as I seen God. that I hit the deer in the shoulder, I just like I had all those flashbacks. Of, oh sh- crap! Oh yeah, crap! Yeah. Here we go again. Oh, you definitely. I could tell you had yeah. those flashbacks. And so uh, the only thing that I, you know. Uh, made me feel good was as that deer ran is like that arrow just kept sinking farther and farther and when he turned and ran all i seen was my arrow wraps i have a 32 inch arrow i had 32 inch arrow minus a half inch 31 and a half inch arrow because i cut off just enough for the insert and uh all i could see was my arrow wrap so i was like that's yeah, buried like yeah. it's in there 
And so I was pretty excited about that, but still having that doubt, I, uh, I went ahead and I called a couple people, called Nate, called Pat, called Micah and, uh, ended up getting down, go get some breakfast. I gave him probably three hours, I think. And, uh, so too long. (laughs) Nate was having an aneurysm sitting here waiting on me. I was, I'm supposed to be the one that keeps you calm. And I was like, let's go. So got down, um, ended up coming back. My mom and dad, I, they love this stuff. So, uh, both my mom and my dad ended up coming to help, um, you know, it was, it's just always fun to do that stuff. I yeah. mean, that's what makes it, I guess, uh, I don't know, makes it what it is, hunting the tradition, the yeah. different things. Cause, it's much more fun to track blood with others. Oh, yeah. And so we started, I found blood before I left. I mean, I found the first sign of blood, dropped another arrow, and I left. So I came back, found that. Well, as soon as the superficial blood stopped, you know, that, that initial wound, there was nothing because I hit him through the shoulder and I hit him just a touch high, but it was going to take that much for him to start filling up. Right. So after that superficial kind of started, there was stopped. There was really no blood right there. Um, but I had thought I had seen him jump a creek. Um, that's right over there. So I was like, okay, I kind of know where he's at. Right. Just going to start following where. So he went. we kind of like fanned out in about five yard increments and started walking that direction, looking for more blood, and. Uh, we get down and I finally found like another another piece of blood sooner than I thought I would and I was like oh like there's a good chunk of blood I was like oh man like I, I, did he bed down right here what is this and I started looking like oh he didn't bed and I started seeing bubbles in the blood and his real bright red blood and I was like no this is good blood the and I said funny, well, funniest part of the day by right this now. time all four of us are standing right next to each other and I was like well there's some more blood right up there I say oh, it looks I mean there there's good blood we got good blood going that way. And, like, my mom didn't miss a beat. And she goes, yeah, you could follow that. Or you could just walk to that dead deer right there. <laughs> I was like, oh. <laughs> ten, yards oh in, ten yards in front of us. Literally, like, and it was kind of weird. The blood trail was, like, veering off one way, and the deer, like, had to have spun around. And it was laying dead probably, like, five yards on the other side. And so I just blindly looking for blood didn't look <laughs> up to see that here. There's just white belly laying right here. And uh, I think Nate put that. Might have put that on Facebook. I don't know that video. <laughs> I'm pretty, yeah. I but did. Uh, pretty excited. Ended up having 13 points. Um, I don't know. Nice mature deer. He was. Uh, they think about I, five. I, and I a couldn't. Half. I couldn't wrap my hands around his bases. There, uh, when I measured him, it was eight inch bases. Yeah, he so. he was a nice mature deer. That's for sure. I mean, I and uh, interesting. Yeah, he's cool. he's got some really good character. I mean, it, there's a a weird like point coming off his base. Um, kind of a little curl, like curl point off his base. And then his front, like main beam comes down kind of like towards his nose, yeah. like down in front of his face. But, and he had some issues. He, uh, he looked like he'd been fighting a little bit. He, uh, he had two puncture wound wounds in his kind of shoulder, like right behind his shoulder. Kind of like belly shoulder, like right behind the front shoulder, mm-hmm. almost along the belly and line. I, and I wouldn't say that it's. It, it wasn't like a an arrow shot. It was no, it, puncture wounds because there's two of them. You could see where it where it went in, went, and it looks like a, an antler. Yeah, it was good, know, good large enough. Man. Yeah, so it looks like he got gored by another mm-hmm. deer fighting, and it was infected. Right, and uh, some like the base of his antler. I can't remember which he antler. Was fighting he was right. You can tell he was fighting an infection. I mean, just yeah, yeah. He wasn't uh, wasn't completely uh, fully healthy. I would say. But didn't stop him. He was still doing his thing out he there. He's still chasing he? her. That's mm-hmm. awesome, man. Well, congrats. Thank you. Thank you. Thank At you. least we know one of us or one out of the three can kill something. Yeah, I ended a drought because uh, last year I went home empty-handed. So, yeah, yeah. So it, um, our mid-season recap show at least has, you know, some so some killers, some death in it. <laughs> <laughs> kind of a fun fact, I think. Uh, 19, no, I think it was 2000 maybe is when I killed my first deer. I'd have to go back and look and I haven't counted how many deer I've killed, but to this day, I have never killed a deer in the same stand. Hmm. And I know I've been five, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, ten, ten. I don't know, 12, 13, 14 deer 
I I, I mean, I'm just ones I can think of, like, real quick. Never set in the same stand. Last year would have been the first time, but I did not recover that deer. Like, that's the deer I hit in the shoulder and never found. Mm -hmm. That would have been the first time I'd ever. um, Didn't you see him later on? I've been told. So, people said they seen him. I never did see him. I never got him back on camera. But I had about four people tell me that uh, um, they drove by that property and seen him out in the field. So, hopefully, it was one of those things that cameras don't tell a full story type. Right. Yeah. But, um, so, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I didn't realize that until it was actually, I think, last year. I was starting to think about stuff that I'd, I've never killed two deer out of the same stand. That's called white tail privilege. I guess it's something. <laughs> I don't know, but like this year I put the stand up two days before, killed it. I've took a climbing stand. Now I'll just take a climbing stand and go back to the corner of the property where I've been seeing deer and climb a tree and kill a deer. Yeah. I mean, I just stuff like that. I've killed I I love gun hunting off the ground. Just being eye level with them, I don't know, adds a different aspect to it. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Ooh, that reminds me. I need to grab my hunting sticks. Ah, they're in my truck. Yeah. So. Well, we got it. One of us got it done. So yeah. you know. It's still early. There's still a lot of good hunting. Oh, left. yeah. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, I, I know you guys like to say I'm negative, which is bullshit, but. Uh, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> what? There's not. It's not bullshit at all. It, <laughs> so it 100% years. is. You really can't deny it. It's you. You realize. You know. It's it's BS. So, but what I'm saying is, there's plenty of time left. <laughs> plenty of time. All right. Well, that's it for today. <laughs> you're you're good at doing that. <laughs> um. But so, yeah, great job, Andy. Thanks. Yeah. Appreciate it. Uh, I was impressed with those broadheads. I'll be honest with you. It makes me go. I've never shot a mechanical in my life, and I'm like, huh. Makes me kind of think about it. Is the broadhead still it's, usable now? Never found it. Um, no, yeah, we so found we found the broad, other side of the arrow. arrow yeah, off. I had gotcha. the fletching side. Okay, but the broadhead side probably literally arrow broke almost exactly. And it it half. wasn't inside of them. I mean, it yeah. wasn't inside because I was very careful when we field dressed it. I thought I was going to get stuck, but look for it. Never found it. I don't know. I'd be curious. It's got to be laying somewhere around there. We I just could, didn't see it. I can tell you I shot a coyote with them, and mm-hmm. it is definitely usable after that. Yeah. So uh, yeah. they come with these little, I call them O-rings, but um, the difference between kind of, let's say, the Rage and these, these things have like a little groove in their blades, like in the bottom third, where these little rubber O-rings set, and it's not, it doesn't cut them. But it's, it sits right there to where the Rage has, like, a, a collar that holds the very tip of it. These have that O-ring right in the middle that hold those. And so it just, once it goes, it cuts that O-ring. But hmm. Yeah, I've, I've, like I said, I've never even owned a mechanical, so I'd have to do some more research. But I was I switched impressed just because I wanted bigger through the blood shoulder trails. And then through the other side. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. I was, I was happy with it, for sure. And it definitely did the job because he didn't didn't go sixty. I say he might have been <laughs> might have been sixty. I don't even know if he was sixty. I don't even yards. know if he was that far. To be honest with you. And in the video, he, I swore I seen him. There's a creek over there. I <laughs> swore I seen him jump this creek. And I think what I seen him was is going face first into the ground. Yeah. So <laughs> why the reason why I don't think you heard a crash is because I he think he was running and just skid. Yeah, fell to a death like yeah. it was. That was that. Was that. Yeah. yeah. So, well, there's our mid-season recap, folks. Uh, you all are going to hear this show uh, the Tuesday after rifle season has started. So, good luck to everybody the rest of uh, the week leading up to rifle and the rest of the rifle season. Um, hopefully, lots of you, as we've seen on the social medias, have been getting it done. And hopefully, the rest of you can uh, get it done. Seems like... Mother Nature is going to cooperate. Yeah, it's going to be nice, nice for cool. um, rifle season. Yep. So. Yeah. So, root for me and Micah to get off the Schneid, which is correct. It's a correct term. I looked it up. It's German. How do you know? Did you look it up? Said. You said it was German. Did I say German? Yeah. 
I'll have to look it up again. Let me Google that shit. German or Yiddish. What are yeah. we showing each other? I was showing a deer picture. Oh. Mike. I'm I'm not done yet. I'm still going to go after one during rifle well, season. Of course. Obviously. Obviously. I'm selfish. All right. Well, uh, you guys got anything before we end this one? Good luck, guys. All right. We'll talk to you all later.